Amen. Let's bow our heads for a short word of prayer. Mighty God, we thank you for this occasion. We thank you for a chance to share in the knowledge of your word. We pray that you help us, that we won't live here the same. Let your word change our lives and turn us into new beings as you inquire us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So this morning, uh, I will be short. Hallelujah. <laughs> amen. Amen. If, I'm sh- uh, if we finish early, I would be happy because I want to go to Worcester. But if not, then so be it. Amen. So I will intentionally try to be short. Let's, uh, so for the week, this week, um, a pastor gave us a, a theme or a topic to speak on. It's one of the most difficult topics for me to speak on. I was trying to dodge it. You know how uh, those of you who have taken exams, you, you study you know, the material and you go and your question doesn't come. You try to create a question and answer that question. Hallelujah. So I know this is what you are saying, but what if it is this? Hallelujah. And then you just give the answer that you want. Amen. Uh, but the, uh, God helped me and gave me something. So we are going to be a little more practical uh, than usual. Our main scripture is from Colossians 3, verse 13, and um, Luke 23, 32 uh, to, to 39. We'll add Luke 6, 27 to 30, if there's time, and perhaps Philippians 2, 3 to 11. And the topic that Pastor gave us for this week is the purpose of putting up with people. Amen. The purpose of putting up with people. And uh, I'm pretty sure you understand why I wanted to dodge it. Amen. The purpose of putting up with people. So I'm just going to shorten to say putting up with people. Amen. Uh, What I... I have found in this little research that I did is life is made up of putting up with. Hallelujah. That's all life is about, to put up with. You have to put up with the cold before you came here. You have to put up with being hungry if you didn't eat. So life is actually uh, a means of just putting up with all the time. But what is the meaning of putting up with? Uh, my dictionary that I use says that to put up with means to tolerate or to endure something. To tolerate or to endure something. Amen. So then, what is endure and what is to tolerate? So, endure means to suffer and suffer in patience or patiently suffer or Suffer pain, insults, hurts, disappointments, persecution. You can add more. Whatever it is that you can think of. Suffer them in patience. In other words, to put up with means to suffer somebody's mess or somebody's lifestyle, somebody's character, somebody's whatever it is that you can talk about. To suffer that thing or to endure that thing with patience. Hallelujah. Amen. That's all it is to put up with. 
to endure. And to tolerate actually makes it a little more different. You know, you, you could, there are another, another form of endurance is to, to, to remain. If you want to endure something, or we, we usually say, I endured. Like we can all say we endured COVID, right? Because COVID came and we were here. Some people are gone. Not that we're better, but for some reason, we are here. And so we say we endured COVID, right? We are here. So to endure also means to remain, to stay, not to quit. Hello? So to put up with something or to put up with somebody means to remain, to stay, not to what? Quit. To suffer pain and remain and be there and not go away. Hallelujah. Tell anybody, don't go away. Hallelujah. That is to endure. And then to tolerate, it's a little further down. If you say you are tolerating something, then it makes it more obvious that whatever it is you are tolerating, it's potentially negative. And so uh, I will just use the endure alone. Though, that is basically all that it is. So to endure or remain when something, or in this case, somebody is in your, under your skin. Hallelujah. Okay, now let's go to what is the purpose? Why do we do that? Why, why should we even endure? Why should we put up with people? Why? And the two key things that I found from this is to save. Everybody say save. To save. If you are going to put up with me, the reason that God told me you are is perhaps to save me. And if you are going to put up with somebody else, the reason is perhaps to save that person. And this is all scriptural. We're going, we're going to find out why we're saying that. So if you say that you are putting up with me, you have to have a mindset of saving me, either from some catastrophe, some imminent danger, or from death, from hell. So you're putting up with me with the obvious goal of saving me. And the other thing is, you put up with somebody to get peace for the sake of what? Peace. Hallelujah. Amen. So I, I think we have broken down a topic very, now, uh, very low. So now we all understand what it is to put up with and what it is uh, to endure somebody, to endure and to remain. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, uh, in the interest of making it more also understandable, who are the people in our lives that we may have to endure or put up with? Now we are coming down to practicality. That's why I said this, this will have been a good topic for Bible study. So I may ask you questions. Amen. Who are some of the people in our lives for whom we must endure. It is, it, it is a serious subject. Why do we, I mean, I thought that, you know, to endure, when we're talking about endurance or to put up with somebody, uh, somebody which, wicked person, somebody out there about to get you, and then you say, you know, I'm putting up with you. But who, who are some of the people? In, in our adage, there's a word that says that, um, I want to say it in English because, hallelujah. That's my sister here. 
This, this French interpretation to English is hard. Hallelujah. That's the French. Now, can somebody translate that into English? <laughs> Hallelujah. If a bug will bite, that bug must be under your shed, literally speaking. So the closer the bug is to you, the more likely is the bug going to what? Bite. And so to put up with, you don't look outside, but you look at the closest person to you. Hallelujah. So some of the people we have to put up with are the closest. And I'll start with our spouses. Hello. Somebody say, uh-huh. <laughs> Hallelujah. Spouses. Your wife or your husband or your fiancé, if you're not married yet, or that person that you are dating in hopes of marrying, the closest person to you is the person that you have to first learn to put up with. Because if you don't, you are going to quit. And remember, to put up with means to endure and to what? Remain. Hello? And some of the things that husbands and wives do, you know, I'm, I'm one, I'm a husband. And when I was thinking about it, the Lord pointed something to me about some of the things that I've had my wife deal with. And I'm like, oh, hallelujah. We all go to work and came, I mean, she came an hour earlier than I did. Very tired. And I, when I came, I asked, where is my food? <laughs> Hello? We all went to work, but I'm asking, where is my food? Hello? And then, you know, the obvious answer would be like, well, we all just went to work. Why don't you find something? Why are you bothering me? But she got to put up with me demanding because culturally I've been trained that when a woman is home, there's got to be food for the man. And this mindset cannot be changed. You got to put up. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Hello? I mean, let's be practical. Let's be realistic. That, that's how my mindset is framed. I mean, I've been here for... Or close to three decades, but I can't change. It's just being built. Before even I think, I'm asking, where is my food? Because that's what I grew up knowing. So if you are a husband or a wife, you got to learn to put up with the opposite. Yes. You cannot just assume that what you think should be is going to happen. Hello? So you have to learn to put up with. Now, the person that has learned to put up with is the person that enjoys life. And so scripture telling us to put up with makes, takes us from a different level altogether to another one. Because if you're not going to learn to put up, you're going to be miserable. You're going to complain. And then this and this. And thank God when I asked my wife that, she had something saved up from the fridge. She said, oh, that food that you had yesterday, there's still three pieces, three pieces left. You want me to warm it up for you? And I, <laughs> Hello? And I went, nah, I don't want that. And then she quoted me on your channel. You said that portion size, three pieces. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Hello? Portion size. You've been talking about portion size to people, and now you're complaining three pieces, portion size. I'll add this to it, and you'll be good. And I'm like, okay, I'll take it. Putting up with, I'm making it lively so you understand, this is practical. We are not just here because, you know, we are in church, we have to go. No, we are living here on earth. Practicals. Practical life. Putting up with your spouse. Putting up with your spouse. Some of the things that you have to put up with, I will know. Because I don't know your spouse. I don't know your fiancé. I don't know whoever you are with. But you know, just remember some of those things. Putting up with people. 
starts with the closest people, the ones under your shirt, the, the bugs that can easily bite. Hallelujah. And then we'll go to children. Some of, we, some of us have to deal with children. You know, oh, men, don't worry. Don't think that only the ladies have to put up. We also have to put up with them too sometimes. But in the interest of time, we will skip that. Hallelujah. Somebody will say that, but Edda, we, don't, we also have to put up with them. Yes, we do. Amen. But let's move on to children. You may have children your own blood. When, 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 when your own son rises or your own daughter rises against you, especially when you mean it for good, you know, it could be one of the most hurtful things because you may be wishing good for them and they do not get it that way. Just imagine how it may feel like. I mean, none of us are old enough to potentially see what I'm saying. But those who are, if your child is grown and you love them and you know this is the way you think they go, they should go, and then they say no. And especially if you know they are going the wrong way. You know, this child wants to booze. This child wants to do drugs. This child wants to do all those things. And yet, it's your child. You disown that person. No, you put up with it. You put up with that child. Because that's what scripture wants you to do. It's not just what society wants, but that's what the Lord wants you to do. is to put up with the people in your life, no matter what. Hallelujah. You love them regardless. Amen. And then we can talk about your friends. People that are around you. Some, if you don't take care, you will not have a friend, especially in this place where loneliness is, or individualism is, is the order of the day. If you are so selective, as for me, I can't tolerate this. As for me, I can't endure this. If you are this person or you are that person, no, I, I'm, I'm not going to talk to anybody. You are going to be a loner because everybody's got issues. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, you got some issues. And I got my own. <laughs> Hallelujah. Everybody's got some issues. And so if you cannot put up with people's issues, you are going to be a loner. But God doesn't want you to be in that spot. He wants you to be able to put up with people so you will make friends. And making friends or having social tentacles is good for our mental health. Hello? You know, people who are alone usually get depressed. And so if you don't want depression, put up, tell anybody, put up with somebody. <laughs> Hallelujah. No matter how bad they may be, at least there's something good about them. And that's the hope that we have in marriages. You may find something wrong with your husband or with your wife, but look on the brighter side. What about the good thing about them? Magnify that. Same with friendship. You know, your friend may be a gossip. You know, he or she hears something and she's gone with it. The whole world will know. So you learn to adapt. <laughs> Hello? So you don't tell them your secret, but at least when they are around, you guys can talk about stuff. <laughs> Hallelujah. Put up or else you'll be a loner. Amen. Now, with family, I had an example that I skipped. Look at the prodigal son. The story of the prodigal son. You, you all know about the prodigal son. A son that the father loves says that I want my money and I want it now. I can imagine an American boy saying that. Hey, dad, I'm old enough. Nathan won't do that. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm old enough. This house you bought, this thing you have for me, I got to take it. I got this business idea. I want to take hold of it right now. And they know their rights. Hello? 
And this guy took everything that he had from the father and left and squandered and messed up, came running back. But what did the father do? He put up with him anyway. He said, welcome back, my son. In fact, he made a party for him. If it was you and I, hallelujah. Maybe the woman may have opened the back door and let them in secretly. But for the man, <laughs> brother, I like, no. We want to put up, even if we want, we will still want to show that we are strong, you know. We, 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 we not want to make sure that we tell you that we're wrong. No, 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 no. That's not what scripture says. He opened up. In Luke 15, 11 to 32, that is where that story is. He squanders it all, in, and then in reckless living, he returns home repentance. Despite his mistakes, he was accepted back. Now, with that on the side, let's move on. So we talked about your family. We talked about friends. We talked about your spouse. Your spouse could also be your fiance or your fiance. And then now, let's move on to what would Jesus do? Tell me about what would Jesus do? Hallelujah. Jesus... Uh, in, uh, interactions with the Pharisees and sinners. Throughout the gospel, Jesus demonstrates patience and grace in his interactions with people from all walks of life. He engages with sinners, he, the tax collectors, the Pharisees. The people that annoyed me the most were the Pharisees. I don't know how he was able to handle the Pharisees because they knew what they were doing. They will connive secretly and say that, you know what, let's go and say this, we will get him. They were the teachers, like we are standing here and preaching, and then when another person superior to us come, we connive to make sure that we get him. That, that is the worst. Let the members even do it. But the Pharisees were the ones who were doing it. Hallelujah. And yet, Scripture says that he, he, he endured them. He put up with all of them. Hallelujah. And we are going to see a specific example. Uh, we know about the story of Zacchaeus, sinner, you know, cheat, who was running around duping people. And yet, Jesus found that, I don't know how he did it, call him down as if he was a friend. Say, in your house I will live. If it was you and I, how would we do that? Are we able to put up with people like that? We judge them. We judge them straightforward. This guy... We even tell people, not that we won't go, but we tell others, don't go to him. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, apart from we not doing, we also discourage others from associating with them. Why? Because we have judged them already and we do not put up with them. As for me, I can't put up with, excuse me to say, nonsense. I don't, I don't do that. I'm, 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 no, I, I can't. No. Jesus did it. Tell anybody, Jesus did it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus did it. Now, let's go to our main reading. Well, let's first read Colossians 3, 23. That's, uh, I'm sorry, Colossians 3, 13. Colossians 3, 13. See, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. What version is that? Do you have any other version that says, well, uh, I'm pretty sure you understand. Bear with each other means put up with each other, literally. That's what it means, right? Okay, so I, I guess we get that word in there. Now let's move on to uh, my second scripture, which is Luke 23, verse 32. 
And I would prefer the New King James Version, if you have that. Luke 23, 32. There was, there were also two other, two others, criminals led with him to put to death. We're talking about Jesus here. And when they had come to the place called Calvary, there they crucified him. And the criminals, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Verse 34. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. And they divided his garments. Now, this, this is... This is strange. This is a man, we're talking about Jesus, who had not sinned ever. He had no sin with him, right? And the Bible says that they, they, they grabbed him and treated him like a criminal. That's why they, they, put, the same, they put him among the criminals. You know, this scripture we are reading is just telling us that criminals were being uh, you know, uh, um, crucified. You know, criminal one, criminal two being Jesus, and criminal three. Could you fathom that? Jesus being called a criminal, but that's how he was considered. And yet, he put up with them. Now, even before we reached there, remember when they were going to arrest Jesus? Peter said, no, this can't happen. He, he took a, a knife and slid out somebody's ear, right? He couldn't put up with them. He couldn't put up with what you would call, no, I can't take this. That's what we do. And yet, Jesus put up with them. He took the ear and put it back. So, if Jesus would do that in the, in the fact that he had not sinned ever, being called a criminal, considered and grabbed with criminals, and as we read further, you, you understand even why it makes uh, more difficult for me to understand. And when they had come to the place called Calvary, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on the right and one on the left. Criminal enterprise is where he, it's like, <laughs> hello, I want you to see the picture. This is a heaven God we're talking about. It's not like some God here or some Elijah on earth or some prophet here on earth. And so you call him. This is somebody from heaven who has come down and he is being considered among criminals. And yet he was quiet about it. He put up with it. Why? To save. That's why we say the purpose of putting up is what? To save. Now, if you put up with your husband or your wife, you are saving your marriage. If you put up with your son or daughter, you are saving your child. If you put up with a friend, you are saving your friendship. And sometimes you are saving yourself. Jesus didn't have to do that, but he did it just to save. So that is the purpose of putting up. And then, as we continue, he says that, one here, one there. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them. This is put up in a stream. It, it is enough to be quiet and have yourself be killed and humiliated. But then to go the extra mile and ask for forgiveness for them. My goodness. My goodness. My goodness. That is the extent of what God wants us to put up with people. And so no matter how people wrong you, no matter the people who step on your feet and then you pull the, your, your leg out, and then they look for it again, and they stamp on it again. You know, some people are like that. Oh, literally, people do that. 
Literally, they, sometimes they don't know they are doing it, but to you, it is intentional because, ah, I just put my leg, and she did it again. And yet, Jesus says, put up with them. Just take it easy. Don't curse them. As a matter of fact, beg for forgiveness for them. That is too hard, Jesus. Jesus, that's too hard. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm, I'm I mean, trust me, you, you guys can do that easily. To be, to be humiliated, to be, to, be, to be treated like the criminal when you are a god, and then hang on there, instead of just being quiet and let them do you say, Father, forgive them too. Hey! 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 No wonder he says certain things as you are going to see, and I, I, I understand why. No wonder. My God. Father, forgive them. And there they divided his garments and cast lots on it. And the people stood looking on. But even the rulers with them sneered, saying, he saved others. Let him save himself. He is the Christ, the chosen of God. This is mockery. They were mocking him. They were mocking Jesus. And yet he begged for forgiveness for them. They were looking at him and making fun of him. That's what Americans would say. They made fun of him, the God he is. Now, who, who has wronged you or who will wrong you in the future? Your husband, your wife, your friend, your fiancé, your children. And then on top of it, look at you and laugh. Some kids, some kids can do that you know, when they are very little. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they push your buttons and then when you're angry, they, they go and say, ha, 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 ha. Some adults do it too. Unfortunately, they do it in their bedroom, so you don't see they are laughing. But when they know, <laughs> hello, hey, some people are wicked, though. But in spite, and this is what the people did to Jesus. This is human nature. It's not like the people who were there are different from we. We would have done the same thing. As some of us, we are, we are, we are, we are pestering some people by the things we speak on their lives, by the way we talk to our husbands, by the words we give to our children, by the, the actions we take. Sometimes you don't speak, but actions speak louder. The things we are doing is worse than this, but you are laughing when you hear this. And yet Christ says that put up with them. Put up with them, because he did. After doing all that to him, they stood afar and sneered and mocked. Yeah, he said he was Jesus. Before we killed him, he kept saying that, you know, I'm God, I'm God. You know, he thought he was, he said, I'm the son of God. Now, save yourself. Let's see. Ah, and Jesus looked and still was quiet and begged for forgiveness for them. Put up. I don't know how much people are going to, uh, you know, attack you. I don't know how many people are going to smear you. Sometimes you will hear people, especially when you're a leader, you know, Somebody will go and say something about you. I said something before. I don't know what I was here. There was a guy back in high school days who was our um, scripture union president. And the guy was so close to our head, uh, our principal, that even among us, the scripture union leaders were jealous. Because, ah, it is more than this guy who goes to the headmaster's office like a buddy. And, you know, that, that was back in Kumasi High. We went out to preach the gospel with school van and everything. We were on top, you know, everything. But this guy seemed to take all the attention because he was so close. 
and somebody went out there and said they saw somebody and they saw that scripture union president in the disco or something. And when he came, oh my goodness, a leader. When he came and he said, even some of us among the leadership were, oh no, 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 this thing, we got to take care of it. <laughs> we got to, this, this can't happen. Why? Because of your position, you can hear something people will say. And this wasn't even true. It wasn't true that. Hallelujah. This is French plus English. <laughs> Hallelujah. It wasn't true that. Amen. This wasn't even true. And that is how sometimes we will feel. Somebody will go and say something about you and you will hear it and sometimes if you don't take it, you will, the first thing that will come out of your mouth is a curse. Now when I say a curse, not like, oh, this, this. No, something that will break that person down. But then when that happens, just remember what Jesus, the Father forgave them. What they don't know what they do. Hallelujah. So it doesn't matter what people say about you. As long as, I mean, sometimes we need to change our lives as human beings because of human relations and stuff. But as long as you have not offended God, as long as you go back to God and beg for forgiveness, don't, don't do anything to that person. Because Jesus said they don't know what they do. Even if they did, Jesus said they don't know. And you think Jesus didn't know that they, they were bad, they were killing him for no reason. He knew. But because of mercy, because of putting up endurance and saving them, the key, saving them, he asked for forgiveness and said they don't know what they do. Hallelujah. Amen. So put up with whatever comes your way. No matter what challenge it comes. It may come from your work. Your boss, somebody may go and say something about you to your boss and you hear it and you want to defend yourself to everybody. And no, 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 no. Shh. Put up. You say, Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them. Because sometimes in the multitude of words, we commit even more wrong. You may, you may even be right, but speaking more will take you to the wrong side. Hallelujah. I was watching a TV commercial last night, and the attorney, uh, I think it's an injury attorney, she, she will come on and say that when you have an accident, make sure you call 911. And when you call 911, make sure you take a picture of the license plate and everything. Make sure when you call 911, whatever you say, take your time. Don't be angry on the phone because they will record it, and that's what I will need to use. Why? Because if you call 911 and you are yelling, this man uh, uh, hit my car. When, when he gets the tape, when she gets the tape and she goes to call, the lawyers will be like, the aggression even on the phone tells that you are the one who hit him. <laughs> Hello? And so, you do not need to say anything. You just be quiet and say, Father, forgive them. Just put up with it anyway. Hallelujah. Just put up with them anyhow. Because that's what Jesus would do. What would Jesus do? Just be quiet. Forgive them, Father. Amen. And the soldiers mocked him, as we say in, in verse 30, says, coming down, coming and offering him sour wine. He didn't even tell them he wanted wine. He was very thirsty, according to scripture. And yet they brought bitter wine. <laughs> this is wicked people. And yet he didn't have anything against them. He put up with them. Hallelujah. This is a man that could have commanded lightning to come and strike them right there. He said, ah, I haven't asked you for water. You want, if you want to give me water, why don't you give me water? Why this, why this bitter wine? Hey, Father, kill them. And they would have been dead. He would still have been a savior. No, I mean, all that will happen in scripture is that, oh, and the man fell down and died. <laughs> Hallelujah. Would that change your salvation? No. He could have done that. 
it wouldn't change. I mean, being a Christian here, it will still, you will still be a Christian because he still died anyway and rose. And yet he didn't do that. But if it was you and I, with all that power, <laughs> hallelujah, even the small, small power we get. <laughs> Look at the power I told you. We came home, we all came home, and I say, where's my food? The little power I'm demanding, how much more power to just strike people here and there? Oh, Father, strike this one. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, and this is what some people, including even prophets, have taken on. They are running with it. They go to prayer camps and agrada, do this, do this. No, 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 no. Put up, tell your neighbor, put up. Put up a little bit. Hallelujah. Because that's how Jesus did it. What would Jesus do? Just put up a little bit. I'm not talking about tolerating, excuse me, to say stupidity. You know, some of us, we put up with, and some people have put up with so much stuff that even roaches, they are putting up with roaches. You live in a place, there are roaches. Call your apartment people to come and spray. Don't put up with that. You're paying for that. I'm not talking about that. Hello? You're paying. Tell them, hey, this bad situation must change. You are taking my stuff. If not, I got to cut a little bit off and then spray myself. Don't put up with that. I'm not talking about that. But put up with people who intentionally try to hurt you, you know, in a nice way. Because the Bible even says that the battle is not yours. Ah, my goodness. The battle is the Lord's. If you know how to fight your battles, then you, you tie the hands of God. Because, oh, this lady talked very nicely to you. Father, I got it. <laughs> Because, I mean, she, she, she demands it, right? She was really bad. Father, I got this. Just stay there. And then you give it back to them. And everybody looks at you. Ah, is this lady a Christian? And not only are you being observed like that, you're serious if you're not married. Every man who's, hey, this one, don't go near her. When she gets you. <laughs> Hallelujah. They will take off. Hello? But if you give it to God, God will take care of you. Oh, my goodness. God will take care. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, God will take care of you. Don't fight your battles, neighbor. Tell them, neighbor, don't fight your battles. Leave it to God and put up with them. Hallelujah. Put up with them. And the last thing that even disrupts me is what they say. And they thought they were mocking. I mean, the French word is Yehuruno. No, somebody, that's the French in Ghana. See, my brother, my brother looked at me like, what is he talking about? <laughs> you, know, you, know, you, know, you know what that means, right? It's like somebody wearing something that is messed up, and you go and pull it. Ah! I don't know how to say it. How you say? Uh, where's my English woman? <laughs> What's the word for that? My goodness. They are, they, they, they are definitely, they're trying to push Jesus to the limits so that Jesus will say something. You're pushing the buttons. Pushing the buttons. He doesn't want your uh, bitter wine. You give him wine. He didn't want to be there. You put him there and you are laughing. You took his, coat, uh, his jacket and you are making fun of it. And you are saying all sorts of things. And now, look at what they are doing. They wrote, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. That's what they told him. Not that he couldn't, but to save us, he put up with them. Hallelujah. And then an inscription also written over him in letters of Greek, Latin, and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. 
Because they thought that the king of the Jews should be able to save himself. So if he did it, they are mocking him by just putting it there so that everybody will see the hair. It was nothing. That is the extent that they made Jesus look. Hallelujah. And yet he put up with them. They didn't know they were actually telling the truth. And so in my scripture, my Bible actually capitalizes those because that's the truth. He is and was and would be the king of the Jews. Hallelujah. Of whom we all are. Amen. Amen. There's many instances in scripture that Jesus put up with people. And we're going to look through a few and then we'll close. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's look at uh, Luke. Luke chapter 6. Just, I'm just going to, uh, we're just going to explain why he would do that. Luke 6, 27 to 30. This is But I say to you who hear, love your enemies and do good to those who hate you. Hallelujah. Keep going. Bless those who curse you and pray for those who spitefully use you. Keep going. To him who strikes you on one cheek, offer the other also. This is the word of Jesus. Now, this makes sense why this guy will be quiet. And not just quiet, but pray for you when you are killing him. Hallelujah. If at that point he couldn't stand, we would have erased this from the scriptures. But he showed us by example, saying that if somebody slaps you on this cheek, don't run away. Tell anybody, don't run away. <laughs> just turn the other one and give it to him. My goodness. It's tough. It's tough. I think running away is not sin, though. And I, because I will run because my anger. <laughs> Hello? I will run because I can't be angry to the extent that I may, I, may, I may reply the way Jesus don't want you to. So if you run away, it's good. But if you are there, turn the other one for them to slap to. <laughs> Hello? This is practical we are doing here. And so after this meeting, I hope nobody will offend you in this church. You go downstairs and the food is finished. And uh, the last one, just as soon as you, you, you grab the... Another brother step and say, oh, this is mine. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> and then you, aunt, you ask the uh, auntie uh, Maggie, Auntie Maggie, are any more left? He said, oh, Edna, that was the last one. Are you going to say, brother, share that? <laughs> Split that into two. I was going for that. No, 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 no. Take it. Hallelujah. And another, somebody may even say, oh, no, you get it. You know, and then it will become a battle of who you go. Oh, no, you get it. Oh, you get it. That is where maturity has come in. Hello? Putting up with others, especially when they spitefully use you. This is not even when they, they have. The example I gave you is not somebody who has used you. But this, Jesus is talking about when somebody has actually hurt you, slapped you, just give that unto him. Hallelujah. Amen. And then he says what? And from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tonic either. Give to everyone who asks you, who asks of you, and from him who takes away your goods, do not ask back. Hallelujah. If somebody robs you of something, don't make it something that you mourn and talk about. I have done that. I've done that. And I pray, God, I thank you for your word. You know, I know my wife knows this, but not to go into uh, some historical things, you know. When I lost my dad, certain things, I was like, yeah, this, this, that, you know. But don't, don't, 
don't worry about those things. If somebody steal what is yours, just leave them. That's what scripture is saying. Just take it. Hallelujah. Let go. Let go. Hallelujah. Now, we had, had several uh, experiences where people would go to court, do this. But just let go. Just let go. Hallelujah. And that's what Jesus is saying. If somebody takes even your cloak, just let him have it. Hallelujah. If it is yours and they stole it, keep it. You needed it, right? That's why you stole it. Keep it. God will give me a different one. Hallelujah. Amen. Let them have it. Put up with them, whoever it is. Now, the last place that I will end on is in Philippians chapter number 2. Now, this is the reason why Jesus, I mean, there are several reasons among one of you who just read. But in Philippians 2, 3 to 11, let nothing be done through selfish uh, ambition or conceit. But in lowliness of mind, let each other esteem others better than themselves. Hallelujah. If we do this, it's going to be hard for us to be wronging each other, let alone putting up, you know. But stuff do happen. And even if we don't do it, somebody at work may do it. Some people who are not believers will do it. So we still got to learn to put up with people, right? Verse 4, let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. Now, verse 5, let this mind be in you, which is in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. Hallelujah made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of men. So this mindset is what God wants us to have. And being found in appearance as a man, hmm, he humbled himself and became obedient to the, to the point of even dying, even the death on the cross. So all these things that Jesus did when those people were doing that, he, it was intentional. It wasn't by his name. He purposefully made the decision in his heart that I'm going to put up with this. I'm going to put up with this. And there's a reward for that. Therefore, God also, verse 9, therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. Therefore, so putting up with all those people that he could have struck with lightning or killed with a slay of hand and done anything to them, putting up with all those things led to this. Because scripture, if you read, before you go to the next thing, look at the word there. It says, therefore. So before the therefore, all those things mattered before everything that comes after the therefore. And what came before the therefore, we spent much time. People actually spitting on him. Spitting on God, my goodness, and he was quiet. And as a matter of fact, the Bible says that he was whipped 39 whips. I mean, some theologians are saying that in those days, if you are given 40, you die. So they purposely made it 39 so that he would still be hanging there. What a wicked generation they were. And yet he was quiet about it. To the extent that he was walking and carrying his cross so hard that somebody looked and said, let me, let me help this guy. This is too much for one man. He put up with them. He put up. 
I don't know what you have to deal with, with your husband, with your wife, with me here, with presiding, with your leader, whatever it is you are dealing with, black people, you know, with Kofi when he shouts at you. <laughs> I mean, whatever it is. Does this measure up to what scripture is saying? Not close. I mean, if we compare this, we shouldn't even count that. Oh, come on, man. If I stepped, I took your chair, and you, 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 you were angry because I took your chair, when Jesus had to be ripped 39 minus one to keep alive, and he still kept his cool. Oh, come on, tell your neighbor, keep your cool. Hallelujah. Keep your cool with that man. Keep your cool with that woman. There's no perfect man anywhere. Newsflash. Those of you who are still waiting to marry and you are praying and every day you are praying, hey, hey, marry some. Because all you got, <laughs> hello, all you see is all you got. You ain't going to get anything better than us. <laughs> hello? Yeah, put up with them. Marry them. Put up with them. The men do the same. Yeah. We, hello? We are, we are what we are. I mean, Jesus went through all this and you, uh, you can't put up with this man. You, this man has been waiting for you to marry them all these years. He keeps knocking at the door and you're always saying no. And the only thing wrong with him is because he is short. <laughs> Hello. What has being short got to do with a good man? No, no, seriously. If you hear some of the things the ladies say, oh, uh, because he doesn't have a degree. Oh, what else do they say? What? He doesn't what? He doesn't dress good. Huh? He doesn't have money. He doesn't have six pack. How you, how you even tell? Can you even tell I don't have six pack? How you can, how can you tell? You see the man's hand and you think it says back. <laughs> Hello? Go and let them take this. You see all fat. <laughs> Amen. Put up with them. Marry quick and forget about all those things you are, you are using as excuses. God has brought the people and they come and they go. Because your eyes, you are looking to heaven to get your angel. You, you, you stay long. Hallelujah. Amen. And the, and the men, we do the same too. We want this woman with the round everything. The women, they all have the round. Hallelujah. Some are around that, but every woman has the round. Amen. So just settle down and put up with what you got because nobody is coming from anywhere. You got what you got. All you see is what you got. Hallelujah. Amen. So Jesus put up with them. 39 lashes. He was quiet. And what did God do? And the Bible says that, in verse 10, that at the name now, therefore God has highly exalted him after putting up. Thank God my wife put up with me. Oh, you don't know how I looked before I told her I want to marry her. <laughs> Hallelujah. I think I was like this. I don't think he said, that doctor, I think. No, 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 no. You come and see. I have the pictures. Hallelujah. Amen. You, you don't have your wife's pictures. It's okay. <laughs> you don't have your pictures. <laughs> oh, 
Okay, my brother. <laughs> All right. So put up with him or her when they come around and it's time. Of course, pray and do all those things that we ask you to. By the way, today, the parents are, we are doing some relationship thing on Zoom. Make sure you join if you are not married. Amen. So put up with them. You never know what the Lord will do with them. You know, you never know. When I, was, when I told her I wanted to marry her, a little bit about, <laughs> we, we sat behind a wall. I was at tech uh, second year, and uh, there was nothing. You know, there was nothing. But here we go. Amen. Amen. So don't look down on people. Put up with people. As my, I'm not talking just about marriage and relationship. People, the people you meet today, those of you in school, be careful how you treat people. You are going to meet some of them. Some, some of the people you meet, you may meet them just a few days, but they are the, the keys to unlock your potential in the future. I told my daughter, she's in her final year, I'm like, now that you go, make sure you get the numbers of all your friends and keep close touch with them after you come home because you never know. You never know. And so put up with people. They may offend you. It's okay. It's just for a little while. Because you don't know who God will bring your way. Your blessings will come. Edda, we are blessed. As you go to work, people, God used the money we paid. Have you, I haven't seen yet. I know in the times of old, God rained manna in the desert. Because at that time, they were surrounded by no people. So it has to come straight from heaven. But in our days, God will not bring manna from heaven falling and you picking up. He will give it to me or give it to her to give it to you. And so if you are not putting up with them because of their small mistake, because of their small hunting, because of their small uh, jealousy, because of their small gossip, <laughs> then where is your blessings going to come from? He's got to use somebody. So put up with people. Beloved, let's put up. For when Jesus did, ultimately, Scripture is saying that, therefore, God also has exalted him. Oh, man. Oh, man. I understand why he allowed people to spit on him. Why he allowed people to give him lashes. 39 minus 1 before that. Why he was quiet when they were mocking him on the cross. When he could have called angels to scatter them. Now, if a demon is here and I say, in Jesus' name, <laughs> Jesus' name, keke. It wasn't keke. He put up. He put up. Tell neighbor, he put up. Learn to put up. Hallelujah. Learn to put up because that is when God will exalt you. People who are humble and able to endure and tolerate people around them, God elevates. And that is what the word of God is today. Let's be on our feet. Open your mouth and thank God. Tell him, Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you for your word in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your word in the name of Jesus. Jesus, we thank you for your word in the name of Jesus. 
Mazindere Makataya Brisianda Raba. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Lebrosia and Rebosia, Makata Baba Sandorobo, Zodobrosia Kabe, Le Mandarabasia. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we bless your name. In the name of Jesus, 